Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 254 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, who's just a bunch of chain echoes with me tonight. Hi, I'm Nate. You can follow me on TikTok at NateDoesComedy79. I post some stand-up there. And Blake Anglin, you may see me at the supermarket. <laughs> in what city, huh? <laughs> Any, you never know. In a city near you, perhaps. <laughs> Famously known shopper. Just look for Brian the dog from Family Guy. That's what his profile picture hey. is. <laughs> if, if it's Donnelly, of course. <laughs> so, Nate, what are we here to talk about? Because this was actually completely your idea. We are here to talk about Chained Echoes, JRPG that came out on December 8th. 2022 developed mainly by one guy yeah. uh which is amazing matthias linda is what it says here in yeah. wiki yeah incredible it's fucking incredible and it came out in everything i played it on steam deck because the art and the music and i mean are we talking literally everything here he did everything but some of the songs yeah wow which is wild it looks like it took seven years and then there was a kickstarter in 2019 for it Damn. I can't even imagine devoting your life. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I was, I started to talk that I'm like, look what I do with this podcast. But like this, I mean, this is, that seems like way more work than what I'm doing. So, but man, gotta be, that's incredible feat to, to, to think that he drew everything, you know, balanced everything. Like, whew, looking everything. at the list he cited as inspirations for this. It's like basically a list of my favorite games ever. Yeah. Oh, and there will be spoilers for Chain Echoes. We are going to spoil the story. We'll try to tiptoe it so you can listen to some of this episode, but there will come a point where we will be spoiling things, and I will try to warn. So I'm going to try to put a warning before we get there, but this is your warn- your first warning that there will be spoilers at some point. You've been warned. <laughs> I mean, one of the ways I described this game real quick was Sukadin, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, and God, what was the other one? <laughs> There was another game that, oh, and Xenogears all had a baby together. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely a, a Sukadin, like strong Sukadin vibes. Mm-hmm. Thank God, See, not 108 characters. I never played any of those games, and I only played through Final Fantasy VI at the end of 2020. So uh, you don't need to have, like, any knowledge of those games to enjoy this one. I no, no, you don't. Like, no. Yeah. And it then, is very much a love letter to the genre, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a, oh, and I should ask what our history with, I mean, this did just come out, but I didn't, I had no interest in playing this. I heard great things about it, but I'm like, I don't care. I got my classics. And then Nate's like, you have to play this. And I'm like, fine, <laughs> I'll put it on the schedule. And here we are. Oh, <laughs> Blake, what is your history with this? Well, so, you know, I'm a big JRPG fan. That's probably my favorite genre. So I'm always like got an ear to the ground and, you know, I had really good reviews when it came out. I mean, it was pretty much hyped up, but uh, you know, nine out of tens in a lot of places. So something I was familiar with, and it came out on Games Pass on Xbox. So uh, I tried it out, and I really liked it. And then I kind of just fell off of it for like six or seven months. And then, you know, we talked about the podcast, and I I picked it back up. And I am glad I uh, eventually, you know, finished it, because I feel like it does lull a little bit, and we'll talk about that more when we get into it. But overall, it, it really did, I think, live up to the hype. And what about you, Nate? I literally opened up YouTube one day in early November of 2022, and on my recommended for you was a trailer for this game, and I just showed a big mech, and I was like, what is this? And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, that's that's day one, baby. Like, <laughs> it sold me just on that, like, uh, two-and-a-half-minute trailer, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, 
Oh man, once I started playing, I could not stop. I did everything. Like I 100% of the game, first playthrough, did everything in it. That's impressive. <laughs> There's a lot to this game too. We'll try to get into different as much as we can. I mean, I actually didn't like this game in the first four hours. I was not. I was not jiving with me. Partly, I was playing it wrong because I didn't realize how to. I I think I I didn't want to listen to tutorials. I'm like, I don't want to play an RPG. Like, I don't need you to tell me what to do. Turned out I did. <laughs> what I always do, and I'm trying to I try to do this with most new games, is I look up a YouTube video, top ten tips, you, search, you Google that, put the name in, and just see what somebody made some video and somebody did for this. We're like, oh, make sure you you know get skills first and use your SP and you know upgrade your equipment. And I'm like, well, I'm doing a couple of those, but I am not doing this. And then the game became way more fun and easier. You know, when you actually use yeah. the stuff you're earning. <laughs> It feels at times as if there's almost too many interlocking systems, which I usually enjoy. But there is there's a lot going on here, especially for min maxers. Like there's just there's a ton of systems that all kind of mess with each other. And some of them I feel were a little underexplained at times, although that might have been my fault. But once you kind of wrap your head around it, 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 it does make sense. But there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah, there's so much in the beginning of this game is when they kind of give you all the tutorials of, wh- of what to do, how to play. And I was just like, I just want to get into the story. I'm playing a different character. Like you play as like three or f- no four different group of characters, two in the first like hour as you're being introduced to all these people. Like there's just so much happening that it throws me off at first with this game. It did. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because the leveling system, you cannot grind in this game, which well, you can, but eh, not really. I mean, it's not a it's, it's meant not to, because as you beat bosses or if you do other pre-requirements, which we'll talk about shortly, you get Grimoire Shards, which are essentially like essentially like, like a level up where you get to choose a, one of these abilities on this certain chart skills. You can either learn a new skill, you can learn you can learn active skill, a passive skill or learn just a buff. And as you get so many of these different things you pick, you'll also get extra buffs. Until, spoiler, you unlock mech combat, at which point you have to grind or you'll be underleveled in your mechs. <laughs> Not if you don't just switch weapons a lot. Right, yeah, I guess that's it. Without swapping, yeah, I got hard stuck and then had to eventually look that up as to how to, like, improve. I which don't is- think... The game told me that because I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for you. Yeah, I don't think it tells you that because I I had that same problem where I just thought whoever was piloting the mech, that was their skill, you know? Right. Yeah, (laughs) I did not. I mean, you don't get a lot of buffs from doing that, but you get some and hey, anything helps in this game because this game is all about small increments. Yes, for sure. So besides the SP and the skills, you also have equipment that you can upgrade. You get different weapons like normal. You go to blacksmith, you upgrade them with materials that you find throughout the world. If you fight enemies or just little beads that you'll run over, little orbs that will be in the on the map. That's the other min-max, min-max system you can play with, with your weapons and armor. And then you also can socket gems into your weapons and armor. And they take up, I think they take up less space depending on how pure they are. So how many you get of them and combine them together. I think it's how that works. I never understood that system at all throughout the whole game. Yeah, I didn't me. try. I just hit combine all and went, okay, you do it for me. Cool. I'll just throw these <laughs> in here and that's it. Yeah, I I didn't mess with it either. My eyes glazed over the same way like when I was playing Xenoblade 1. When they started introducing gem crafting, I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. But you can in this game. You can just glaze over, hit auto combine. I didn't even put them in that often because I was constantly changing weapons and armor. I keep getting new stuff throughout the game that I just sometimes I just wouldn't bother because I'd just be too busy. Don't forget, there's also a class system to mess with <laughs> within the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As if we didn't have enough systems already. Oh, we're not even we're we still got a couple more to go. The class system is pretty straightforward, though, you know, so mm, 
It's not as bad as the gem system, I feel like. It's, not that the gem system is bad, it's just like, I don't know, it's not well explained. Well, it's there to let you figure it out yourself. Yeah. Which some people don't bother. <laughs> like me. <laughs> but also, like, with the with the class system, you get different emblems that you can get, which are like job classes that you have to, you have to get a certain item to then ac- activate these statues that you find throughout the world. And they give you different upgrades and stuff, and then they'll learn different, they'll learn exclusive abilities from that, that then if you max them out and they have that ability no matter what which i didn't bother i just gave people certain things that here you go and then that was it i didn't care <laughs> oh see i was like you're the warrior like you know you do my physical damage and then this person you are all about magic and then you know this person you're all about uh high speed and getting crits i did that sort of but you're, <clears throat> you're supposed to switch them off when they learn abilities so you can have other people learn abilities too i think yeah but i uh I only use like four or five people <laughs> in the party right. and then everyone else just sat on the bench. <laughs> yep. On the other system is there's also is it called what's the reward is it called what the reward board in here? Yeah, where you like complete tasks in each area and then you can chain them together and get better rewards the yeah, higher chain. chain you get. Yeah. Take Which a I drink did. every time you hear us say chained. I will right now. <laughs> Good beer. Good beer. I so I normally don't get obsessed with a system. I got obsessed with that system. I went and did, got 120 chain. I went and Take a drink. did all the shit that I could do. I will when I get to talking, but I went and just I couldn't stop. Like I would like near the end of the game after I died to the final boss when I realized, wait, this is the final boss, and I went and had him kill me. So I'm like, no, we don't want to do this right now. And then I just went and started going to old areas and just killing enemies like they were made out of candy. It was wonderful and. And like going through that, and like I would just start just doing all sorts of like, oh, I gotta kill this enemy, or I gotta kill this enemy with just Glenn in the party, all right, or just like little things. I started doing everything I could just to get more of that board cleared out. And you get rewards, you get craft materials, you get a, you get a skill points, you get money. But man, did that become addictive to 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 do that system too? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It, it is a really cool addition, though. One of my favorite parts of the game, I would say. Did it, did you? Well, Nate, this playthrough, I don't. Th- I'm assuming you didn't max it out like you did the last playthrough. Uh, correct. Yeah, this playthrough, I just went through the main story, did some side quests, but focused on the main story, which you can miss a lot if you don't do side quests. <laughs> I did all the side quests on the board. I think I did a couple that maybe weren't on the board because some stuff isn't. I, I, I didn't bother all the secret bosses because they were I fought a couple and I fought Red Riding Hood and she kicked my ass and I was done with it. Oh, that's a tough fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you did you find Red Riding Hood in this? I didn't. I didn't do a lot of the in. I would say I probably did eighty percent of the game. So there was a uh, quite a bit of stuff that I kind of d- didn't get to. Don't need to. Like the, it's a really near the. It's like a. It's a really close to the end of the game fight where you fight an assassin that looks like Red Riding Hood that then summons a ghost of the wolf and a ghost of Granny and Granny heals her and the wolf attacks you and she kills uh, all your party <laughs> members in one hit and she attacks uh, twice every other turn. <laughs> Does that sound cheap or what? Yeah, I, I fought like the Kraken super boss and just got my ass handed to Same. me. You know and what? then I went, oh, I don't need to fight him. All he gives me is a stupid tablet. We're good. And never went back to him. Yeah, I didn't do any of that stuff. Are there any other systems that we didn't explain uh, for like upgrading? I think uh, you, it. Okay, because you have all the skills. I mean, and that's so for those that are like, what the hell? Like, that's just all the stuff there is just to upgrade your character. And that doesn't even count the sky armor. Which is a whole nother menu where you learn abilities for the sky armor, which essentially just means you equip a certain weapon, fight with said weapon until the star becomes 
max says max on it and then sw- then don't ever use that and then just whatever weapons you want plus the game didn't tell me this but you guys did thank god that depending on what equipment you have equipped on the sky armor bases on what abilities you have at your disposal so if you want heal all you have to have support drones yeah the, the sky armor to me i don't know how you guys felt about it but it was probably my least favorite part of the game in general was it first for me it grew on me at the end of the game because i got really good at it and i really liked it I also had everyone had support drones, so everybody had heal all. So it got a lot easier. So yeah, once once I understood like that you could like the weapons are what skills you have, like you can really kind of break some bosses where you're just like doing elemental damage every turn and then just the mm-hmm. fight is over. <laughs> yeah. And so much of this game is based on elements too. Oh, you also another system we didn't talk about with the armor and weapon. You also have relics you can equip to, which I never messed with. Oh, do we? Do you count the overdrive bar in combat as a system? It's a system, okay. just not a upgradable system. It's a combat. Oh, system. I see. Okay. <laughs> we haven't talked about combat yet, but we can now. You want to take it away? Yeah. So in combat, uh, on foot combat, I guess so in both forms of combat, you have an <laughs> overdrive bar. Then you start off in the yellow, and then you want to be in the green because you'll take less damage. You'll do more damage. And then to kind of balance that, every four turns, it will switch between like a different style of attack. So if you do, like if it has a debuff attack and you do a debuff, it lowers the bar or the gauge. And then if you don't, like it just raises the gauge. And then once you hit red, you take double damage. And then for Sky Armor, they have the gear system on top of that, which is, that takes a while to get used to, I feel like. Even on my this playthrough, I was kind of fudging up some of the later fights with just having everyone in gear two. And, and then, then you're uh, done. Yeah, <laughs> just going too low and not having any TP to, like, use skills. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many mechanics. and I mean, and the game never... Like, the combat didn't get boring to me, because, like, when I play an RPG, I like to just hit X, 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 and just, I do regular attacks, I don't fuck with spells, I don't fuck with abilities, I just, I I will grind until I can just kill you with regular attacks. That's, and this game said, no, Mike, you cannot play this like this, don't even try. And then I cried a bit, and then I got, uh, then I'm like, okay, fine, I, I submit. And I played the game, but yeah, the game made me, it made me play the way I didn't want to play, which is good. You also get, you also get healed after every battle, all your MP and HP heals after every fight. Which is nice because like, I I really like the combat because it, you know, it, it just incentivizes you to think about what actions you're taking. And then there's no negative consequence to using, you know, your skills and stuff you, you learn. Whereas like, you know, when I play an older Final Fantasy, I save up all my MP for the final, you know, like a boss. Yeah, And then just on like random encounters, I'm like, okay, you're just getting hit with Aerith's pole, like for nine damage and <laughs> you'll die eventually. And also with the combat, one thing that the game doesn't do too much at first, but as you're doing the overdrive bar, you have to look to see certain abilities that will then be yellow, which I also didn't pick up on fast enough. Then if you do that ability, then it will lower your overdrive bar and you're constantly playing this game of balancing it to keep it in the green so you don't take more damage. And you also use half the amount of TP you would otherwise. So that's fun. And and when the enemies hit you, the bar goes the other way. So you also have to watch out for that, knowing that their turns are coming and they're going to hit you, which is going to move your bar too. And the game is all about using abilities. Like, that's just the combat. It's just it's all about using abilities, using different abilities. You also will end up getting more characters in, in your team where you have to then switch out characters. Sometimes you'll switch them out and they'll have an ability that's yellow that will then lower the bar. You have them in for a little bit, then you switch them back. Like, there's just so much of the combat in this game. Yeah, there's also some attacks like uh, Life Thread, where if you, like, an enemy will use that, and then if you kill that enemy, 
it kills that the character it used it on. But if you switch them out, then that buff goes away and you can like switch your other character back in on their next turn. I, don't know, I, I like this switch mechanic. I thought that added an interesting wrinkle to battles, you know, with how enemies would do different skills on you. And everybody still gets SP. You don't have to take them in like in Final Fantasy X oh. for them to get SP. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Honestly, the whole game uh, just feels like a lost Super Nintendo game, but someone like made it in the future, you know, and they were just like, here's all the annoying stuff from JRPGs. I don't, you know, that nobody likes. I took those out. <laughs> and like, here's just a solid Super Nintendo RPG. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, feels like if this game came out or had come out, you know, in the heyday of the Super Nintendo we would be talking about it as an absolute all-time classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will be r- raving about this game for years and years to come. Hell, while playing it, I texted my friend a few times, uh, Rich, who's been on the show many times, and I'm like, man, this is this is a love letter to us. I sent him a picture. There's one point they're in a meeting room, and it and all I could hear was the Returner's music in the background in my head. I wasn't playing, but it was there. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's yeah. another scene where you you fight a boss on a bridge, and then you guys, the three you get separated into three different parties. Hmm. Um, six vibes. There's there's also the opening scene, which is just Chrono Trigger. <laughs> like waking <laughs> yeah, up in your bed and that. talking to your mom. <laughs> but then it's not even real. You're just having a dream. Yeah. But I mean, she comes, she opens the window, and I'm just like, hey now. <laughs> You're mimicking something that I love. Don't don't tease me, video game. Don't tease me like this. And it was okay. It it paid off. Like it wasn't. You know, and I, I I made a post on Facebook when I saw that. I'm like, you know, it's a, you know, it's a good RPG when it starts off like this. Classic. I, I won't lie. I was a little concerned going back for a second playthrough, you know, because I was like, will it hold up? You know, will was I just so in love with it because it was so unique and new to me? But like by the end of the game, I was still like messaging, you know, group chats on Facebook and going like, no, this this game is like really good. Still. <laughs> like everyone should play this. So did you do New Game Plus or did you play like a new a brand new save i did new game plus and i started off because they he added new game plus and then a new difficulty called true king and i started off on true king difficulty and i was like oh there's no way i'm gonna finish the game in time if i do this like it's way like it it is very difficult but yeah i did new game plus and uh they're sad to say there is no like bonus new game plus content that i found yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, it's fine. It was still nice to like blaze through those first few like hours with just overpowered. <laughs> you know, I would enjoy that extra leveling systems to dig into. So that's a shame. Well, plus I'm sure that if you if you I mean you're getting new Grimoire shards, you can then max out your characters finally. Well, I maxed out. You can max out your characters in like one new game playthrough. So everyone I was like, max out. Yeah, it's when you do like all the super bosses and that's why I didn't max out. Yeah, like yeah, you have to do like literally everything in the game to open up all the skills. Okay, I got yeah. close. Other than the stupid blue mage guy, which I didn't even use, I got close. Oh yeah, yeah, blue I didn't, I didn't use it. Torna, the guy with the that uses an anchor that eats oh, everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I did not use him. <laughs> See, like all all of the characters in the game, I feel are so well written. And then in battle, I'm like, you're like, you are meaningless to me. <laughs> like Dorna. Um, well, he's just he's an optional character. I mean, this game yeah. has three optional characters, I want to say. Is it four? I think it's there's Torna. There's the there's, monk. There's Magnolia. There's Rafa- um, Raphael. Yeah. yeah. Who's, he's a oh, no, he's automatic. I thought it. No, he's optional, isn't he? 
No, he's optional because I didn't get him on this playthrough. Okay, so yeah, there's four. I didn't use any of them. No. I used Raphael. Oh, no, I used the monk. Never mind. I used the monk once in a while. I don't remember her name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's the girl that's related to the grand. She's the granddaughter of the Greek Blue Mage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to look up. I know who you're talking. I know who you're talking about now. But I don't. Y'all are listening. Is getting mad at me right now. Like, how do you not know the name? I'm like, yeah, I didn't care about her. <laughs> <laughs> so we have you have 12 characters in this game. Uh, you start off with a few right off the bat. Uh, first character we should talk about, just because he's on this list. <laughs> first on the list, Rob. He's an archer that you get who's, I guess, a, I felt like a squire to the, to the princess who is Lee. What is her name? Leanne? Loran? Uh, Len. Len. Len yeah. And she's one of the three, one of the groups that you start off with is you get, you have her and Rob are, you find out that she is a princess from another cat, from another kingdom. And then she is now ran away and is at, a, is at the neighboring kingdom, which is essentially they're also their enemy and is working for the city guard and nobody recognized her somehow. And Rob she is was, just an idiot. She, she never left the castle. So she was able to just like, when she left, she was able to just blend in because no one had really seen her. And the way that the game starts off is you play as a couple different groups of characters. Uh, you have Glenn and Kylan, who leaves halfway through the game. Ah. And, or even less than that. And Glenn is kind of the main with the main character i would i would kind of say yeah, yeah. I think that's fair yeah i like glenn a lot he's like your warrior type where rob's your archer len is kind of your like mage Dobby. knight dragoon is what i got from her yeah but she yeah. has a lot of elemental attacks and she's weak she can get her ass beat. glenn as far as you know when the game starts off is just a he's just a mercenary he for the whole opening opening tutorial this is him on a, on a mercenary mission with kylie kylan and a couple two other characters that died never you never see again and then they're they essentially end up a, a activating a, a freaking weapon of mass destruction and kill thousands of people and then then you start playing other characters you play as len and rob and their little group trying to stop thieves that are going to ruin a, a banquet then you also have victor who is just a as when the game starts off you all you, he's just some guy who is I think you know he's old and he wrote plays and stuff. I think it's all you know. Yeah, he's very famous. Yeah, you, and you find out slowly that he's been around for like over a thousand years. And you have one of my favorite characters, Sienna, which you, you when you play as her, she's just a thief that your first missions are to steal things from people's houses. <laughs> so I and she ends up being she's a thief, but she's also a, a huge damage dealer. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Okay. She's she was my favorite easy. And then as the game progresses pretty quickly in the beginning, those those all the people we just mentioned join together. And then that becomes your main group for a good chunk of the game. And then there's a few. Another character joins you later on the game. But Thraz was a guy who I didn't realize has no hands or no feet. He's so cool. I didn't like him. He looked like a green lizard. I just kept thinking of a reptite and I didn't like him at first. He grew on me later in the game, but I was not a fan of him in the beginning. No real reason. I just didn't like him. I like his skills. His skill set. Was, he was one of my main uh, party members. He was a mage. Yeah. I have issues with mages for some reason in RPGs. I don't have a logical reason for it. I just don't like mages at first. You're a magist. I am. I don't. I only <laughs> use healing in most games. If I can help it, I will not use elemental attacks. I will not use MP if I can help it. There's but no. You can't in this no, I know. I, I had. I was forced to play differently. But that's how I play RPGs. Didn't say it's right. It's just what I do. <laughs> Victor is also essentially a bard. So there's that too. Sienna, the the one of the videos I was watching compared her to a ninja. And I'm like, all right, fine. 
the problem is when I think of Ninja, I think of Final Fantasy XI. And I think of a tank. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Santa can get this skill that does, I think it's like 3.2 damage to paralyzed targets. And then Rob oh, yeah. can get a skill that is paralyzed shot. So like mm-hmm. once once I had that combo, I was like, you guys are locked in. Like I didn't use that combo. Never leave. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't but, like Rob. Victor has a paralyzing attack. So I, I paired those two up. Does he? Oh, he I, didn't, I, didn't I used that. Victor as a buff debuff, dude. I, like, and a healer for me. Yeah, like he would throw HP regen and then like uh, basically wall on my characters. Uh, Him and Len were my two heal all people. We forgot another character that. Wait, no, she's not optional. And then for the other characters, this list is missing one, by the way, I think. Um, oh, no, I just skipped over. So is it Amalia? Yeah, Amalia, you get midway in the story, who is a prince, who is a princess of one of the other kingdoms that you're at war with. Because you're on like one big continent where there's a couple different nations and the nation that Len is from, her brother ends up committing war and attack everyone. And this is the first time the whole nations have had peace in like, what, hundreds of years or something? And then they end it after a year. Yeah, after the explosion, there were a peace treaty was signed. And then this takes place like the game shows you that. And then you skip forward to like right before war is about to break out again. So you have Amalia, who is essentially just a white mage. And then you you get into a few optional. Oh, no, no. And the last other the last character you get mainly in the story, which I don't know what his purpose was, the eagle. He's supposed to be like a paladin, but he sucked at taking damage for me. I don't know. Yeah. So he's like a he's supposed to be a tank. And then the game has like an aggro system. But the aggro system is introduced like 10, 13 hours into the game is as a mechanic. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I never used him. He was one of the people that was never in the background. He was just gone. I, I hated him so much. He was weak, too, for me. Like, did you use try him. using Eagle? Nope. I used Glenn, Sienna, Victor, and Bathras, and that was essentially it. Swapping in Rob and Lynn, like, and Amalia, if absolutely necessary. Okay. And then we get into a few... Let me get into the optional characters. You have Magnolia, which is a witch that you meet very early in the game. And if you go in one of the bars, they're like, I don't have time for you right now. And then it is until near the end of the, I think, end game when she finally joins you. Honestly, I did her cool such, the, the fairy side quest with her. Yeah. And there's another know. side quest, I think, to get her, though. I think so. Yeah, I can remember if, it, if they were the same quest or not. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's at the it's in the final act that you can recruit her. I, I did just because I, I went and got everybody. And you get Raphael, who's a he's like a holy knight. He's supposed to be like an I guess he's closer to a paladin. You fight. He, he joins you. He's also one of your enemies for a bit when you when you go to fight the church and kill the pope. <laughs> essentially, it's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, except the pope isn't a big fat guy that has the the staff. No, oh he's, he's VV. <laughs> <laughs> he is VV from FF9. Uh, you don't even kill him. He just gets killed by somebody else. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. I thought he'd be a boss fight. I'm like, oh, I wanted to kill the Pope. But it was funny. If I want to go kill the Pope, I'll just go play Assassin's Creed 2. Or brother. I'm about to play Brotherhood, actually, soon. From the time of this recording. We're going to end up on a watch list. <laughs> I'm already on one. I, that's what Google <laughs> told me. I was, it was on one of those, one of those ads. Like, oh, you can search yourself. So I went and did it. And they're, and they're like, You're, you might be on a watch list. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, here, pay us. I'm like, I'm not paying you. I, don't, I just I was like, if you give me free, I'll look up myself. But and I keep getting ads now app- for it. App- yeah, I was like, oh, all right. I say a lot of shit in this podcast. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not too worried. Oh, right. And then you have Tom- 
Tomp, who's a goat that eats everything, and he's a blue mage, essentially. Didn't use him at all, if I could help it. I hated him. I tried, but like the first like six skills I got were all awful. And I was like, this is not even worth it. I assume he has better skills, but they were all not very good. I just so did. didn't want to eat enemies. That was, I, I didn't want to weaken eat. them and try eating them, and I just didn't care. Just he wasn't very good. Plus, I just had enough characters by that point where I didn't. He didn't fill a slot for me, so I just didn't. I didn't bother. Too much work. I'm not a fan of Blue Mage in general in any game, any RPG. I do not like Blue Mages. Not even Quistus. I liked her, but I didn't use her. No. <laughs> so I didn't use her abilities. I would learn whatever I could just based on the items that I got, but I didn't have to go out of my way. It doesn't feel like they pay off the like how much work you need to put into them usually. Yeah, Final yeah. Five, for example, Woo-hoo. or struggle FF six. I don't even think like after even after getting all his skills, there was nothing that was like, oh yeah, I need him to come in and use that. Yeah. So. And then the last character which I did use is Micah, who is essentially is a, a a monk. She's pretty good. She was one of my backups. I try not to Didn't use her a lot. Yeah, and that the game benefited from like a, especially near the end, uh, uh, some sort of system or like even an optional kind of like the Phoenix Cave in Final Fantasy six. You know, where you actually split your team up into, like, yeah. parties. And, and I, I was kept waiting for something like that, and it never happened. I mean, they split you up a lot throughout the, throughout the story of the game. I'm actually okay that didn't happen, because I hate that dungeon. But I get where you're coming from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hate the Phoenix Cave, by the way. I do a last every time. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Locke's my favorite character, I do that dungeon last every single time I play Six. So I hate that dungeon. I love it. He's always the last one I recruit in World of Ruin. And for the record, I I play six every so many, every so often, every so many years. I would have been upset if that was a thing, because when I played through Final Fantasy six for the first time and I got to the very last dungeon and that was a thing, I was like, well, shit, I haven't been like leveling up these guys ever. So then I had to do like I had to do like extra hours of grinding just to get them competent and fighting. I mean, last time I played six, I went in 100% of the game, pretty much. I beat the final dungeon with all the dragons. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) I don't recommend that, but I did it. It's on a podcast, episode 150, I think, or 125, somewhere. Go check it out. (laughs) It's on record. No, I was on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot you were on it, by the way. It's a log. There it is. I'm also have on my second beer, so I think that's hitting me too at the moment. But oh. it doesn't. <laughs> but another thing that I want to mention is that this game is broken up, and like you go to different areas, and each area. I mean, some you have your town, you also have like just your areas that have enemies. None of the enemies are random encounters in this game. Thank God. There, you see them on the screen like Chrono Trigger style, and you can either avoid them or or fight them. You can sometimes try to get past them if you can. And I really appreciate that so much. I just, I love being able to see the enemies. Although you often can't actually avoid them. You can avoid more than I realized based on watching speedruns. Oh, that makes sense. I guess there's probably ways I didn't realize. There were a lot of ways I didn't realize, but I watched speedruns and they skip a lot of shit. But I mean, I didn't skip anything. I killed everything I could. Some fights were hard as the game progressed, but I still, I tried to do as much as I could. Another way this game has, another element of this game is in each area with enemies, you will have buried treasure you can find based on these circles. And you need to find the right spot and you get an item or money and it will also go towards that reward board we talked about. You also have hidden caves and throughout every area in this game, town or enemy or enemy area, you'll have little orbs that are you'll see that give you items that you can either then sell as junk or sometimes you get crafting materials and the money. Well, system. Yes. Oh, also, I guess we didn't bring up the uh, whole like deal system. Which is another system no, to get gear. 
as you sell garbage, you get it. It's called loot, essentially. Enemies will drop or you'll pick up little orbs. You then sell it. And if you sell it the right items and enough of the right items to any merchant, then the merchant will have deals that Blake was mentioning where you get different armor or different equipment or different items. Ooh, which I think that's just that's in Final Fantasy 12, I think. That is one of my my yeah. my big gaps in, in Final Well, that is my one of my only gaps in Final Fantasy, but I've never played 12 very far. Uh, this might be like a super hot take, but this game's plot is just a better Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> Hell, Lost Odyssey's a better Final Fantasy. Well, that's Final Fantasy 13. But yeah, no, 12's not good, so it's okay. <laughs> From what I remember, I've only played 12 once, bought it the day it came out, played it for like a couple weeks and didn't like it and never went back. But I have bought it multiple times since then, by the way. So eh, one day. But also 12 was so different. They were trying to do something completely different. It just didn't work for me. It just, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't help that half of the villains in 12 have the same armor <laughs> and are called judges. <laughs> and then you expect me to remember what allegiance they are. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't do this today. <laughs> Someday I'll replay 12. I'm, yeah, I have too many other games I want to play first before I care about putting 60 hours into that game. So this game is about 30. I think I put 35 into it or so. I did a decent amount of stuff. And you can speed run this yeah. game in four, by the way. So doing doing everything, I think it was like 46, 48 hours. And then okay. this new game plus playthrough clocked in at just under 15. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine with that. And I think any other system that we should mention. Also, you have unique enemies you can fight in an area, too. When you go to different area, the different monster areas, there'll be like certain <laughs> to use a term from the online days and uh, from the FF11 days, notorious monster in NM. You would then see that you could fight like there'll be one of them you fight and then they'll check a thing on your reward board usually. But none of them are like absolute virtue in FF11. Yeah, you got that doesn't you got, click. Oh, that's it's like a super boss that they had that was took it in like C? hours to kill. I don't was know. It? I never I never played FF11. This is coming oh, from okay. like watching, you know, top 10 hardest Final Fantasy boss videos, you know. We're going to find out, by the way. I, so. I know somebody that I'm going to text and, and I'll see if she gets back to me in time. But uh, you got Tack the Yak and then <laughs> uh, you get to fight that house <laughs> at the beginning, which is very fun. Yeah, a lot of a, a windmill, maybe. Windmill. Like you go up, yeah, it's like after, like, you go we past Tack the Yak because he'll just wipe the floor with you. And then there's a guy going like, I can't go up there because of the windmill. <laughs> like, it's so scary. And early in this game, you get fast travel crystals, too. Like, every zone will have multiple crystals that let you fast travel. So depending on what's going on in the game, you can always go back to old areas easily. You can revisit whatever you want to. Yeah, there's nothing missable, too. Like, you know. Uh, if you're doing if you're doing a 100 percent playthrough or you want to do it after you beat the game, you like you can just go and do it. You don't have to, like, start up a new save. That's okay, wonderful. I appreciate the quality of life, like uh, just sprinkled throughout the entire game. Same. I would be upset if this this was a game made in yes and yes days because there wouldn't have been any quality of life. It would have been like, how can we make this game harder so people buy it and don't rent it? Hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. This game has a very engaging story, too. I think we... Oh, the only thing we didn't cover about the combat, you also have ultra moves that you get for each character. It's essentially like a limit break, but you get it as a party. You get to choose in which one you want to use per, you know, for your character in a battle. God, I lens every every chance I got. Lens? I used... Gl no, did I you say Glenn's. Glenn or Len? Glenn. Okay, I was going to say, I used Glenn's all the time. <laughs> all the time. Same. So I would use Glenn's all the time, and then Sienna's on bosses. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Every once in a while I do, uh, I'd have to do Amalia or uh, Victor's just to get stats back. But I never, I used Victor's a few times. I never messed with Amalia because I just ended up, I really got into my cycle, the characters that I used every time and breaking news. Absolute virtue was C, by the way. And I did not Google that. I texted my friend and she told me. What is C? <laughs> You're opening a can of worms, Nate. Okay. Uh, C was Chains of Mafia <laughs> was the, sec- the second expansion that came out for uh, Final Fantasy XI. And they called the place C, where Rise of Zillart, which is the one that came out with the game when it came to America, was called Sky, where you went up in the sky. And that's when you went underwater to this dungeon and he was there and they called it C. Ah, uh, okay. You had to kill all the other NMs named after virtues, prudent, temperance, etc. to pop jailer of love, kill that, and then he would spawn. FF11 is terrible, by the way. For anyone curious, it was not a fun experience. I mean, it was at the time, but it's still a little terrible. That's that. You want to talk about quality of life that didn't give a shit about your time? <laughs> That's the game for you. And it's on the show next year. Man, <laughs> there is a way to play it, by the way. Like, there is a way for me to play it offline or on a modded server and just do it and be like max level, just enjoy the game with NPCs. They added all the stuff but back in the day. I will never forget staying up at three in the morning when I had a, when I had like a tw- 11 month old fighting Hydra at three in the morning. Never forget that. I was like, why am I up? I should not be. My son is sleeping. What am I doing? And I went and fought Hydra with a bunch of other people because it took forever for the fucker to spawn. Those were the days. Look what you did, Nate. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to say that, like, Chain Echo's story and the way that the game progresses is like so like... exhilarating and it keeps you interested. You never, like, I was never bored in this game. I guess kind of feel the same? I, 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 by the time it ended, I felt like it had overstayed its welcome by about five hours, probably. That's fair. You should go back and put replay Breath of Fire, by the way, then. Oh, I have, believe me. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> the first time I played it, I was... Uh, like you, Mike, where I was just like, this is perfectly paced. You know, there are, there is no downtime. This is amazing. And then doing this New Game Plus playthrough, uh, I was like, you could cut out exploring the city of Nisa. You know, like you could just <laughs> let us go straight to the end boss. I didn't mind Nisa. I really didn't have a problem with any of the areas. I felt they're very varied. There was lots of little things happening as you're traveling. It also felt kind of Lord of the Rings to me at times where it, you're really traveling across the country, at least at first. Yeah, I could see that with, uh, like, the mountain range, especially. Well, yeah, because you, you have, like, for the first part of the game, you don't have an airship. You don't have anything. You're just trying to, you just have one mission, which I think was to destroy the Grimoire, which is the, the weapon of mass destruction. And that's, like, your whole goal for Act 1. And I think that's when when Kylan leaves you, and you think you even lose the Grimoire, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, do we want to go spoilers? I guess I kind of did, but yeah, you know what? <laughs> At this point, we're going to go full spoilers into the story, so you've been warned. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all of Act 1, you're just, like, looking for the grimoire, and then uh, you go to Torment for it, and then you get that scene with Killian on the roof, and he's like, that's when he kind of hints that, like, I'm going to take, like, I'm not going to destroy the grimoire, I'm going to take it and use it to make a better world for when my sister wakes up from her coma. And Glenn is like, that's fucked, bro. So you get like that kind of little hint that by the that, you know, Killian may not be on the up and up. I was so upset when he leaves you. It is it is a wild moment for sure. Like uh, even like replaying it, I was like, man, I forgot it happened this early in the game. You know, like I forgot that that was the end of act one. Like, damn, is that early? Yeah, that's that's the end of act one because you're on the airship. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and then you're going i think you're like going to leave and that's when killian like grabs len and is like hey give me the grimoire you know okay and then len and then you and you, yeah, you lose kylie and i thought i can get somebody else that used the great sword again and you don't till end game yeah till Raphael. yeah that upset me because i really like the great swords move set yeah i like kylie was- a lot i was really upset when he when they got rid of him did you use the ultra move that he has? Yeah, it's a really cool ultra move too. I was really bummed when they get rid of him after Act One. Act and after Act One is when you be, you build your own rebel base and you start to start to, and this is when you start recruiting people and you, and you have an airship so then you can fly around the world map and you're trying to make rebels then fight the kingdom because her brother who is king ended up using the Grimmore, took over a couple countries. I think he ends up taking over the whole continent at that point. So then you start a rebellion against him. Yeah. But even before, uh, sorry, I had written down in my notes that uh, I really wanted to talk about the story moment at the inn. So like after you're all separated, you meet back up at this inn with the white flowers outside. Do you remember this? Oh, do they scream? Lynn by yourself? Yeah. No, that's an orphanage, I guess. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's the start of Act Two when you're at the mansion. Oh, no, he's right. Yeah, it's Act One. It's early. It's when you're still trying to head across the world. You stop at a, at an inn. And then the, the flowers scream and you find out the guy is killing people and putting their souls in flowers for some reason because he's trying to transmute. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. That was fun. That, yeah, that was the moment when I was playing. I was like, this game is really something special. Like, this game has <laughs> phenomenal writing. Like, especially that line after you beat him that then is like, man, that's this is really cruel. And Killian goes, not really. And then she's like, oh, is this like a common campfire tale? And he goes, no, it's a story you wouldn't tell in a campfire. And I was like, man, that's that's a good line. <laughs> well, it also kind of shows you that Killian is a piece of shit. Surprise. Yeah, but it's also like it also is like Lynn's naivety just growing up within a castle. You know, like she didn't like get to see the cruelty that was like that humans yeah. are capable of, you know, because she wasn't forced to. And then you get the bar scene, too, with the general from Tormund, and Glenn, like, punches him, and the bartender is like, man, you are, like, ruining our lives by doing this. Like, well, yeah, if he remembers this, the he's going to be pissed, you know? I don't think he does, though, does he? I think he forgets it no. all. Yeah, he goes, uh, he goes back uh, to Tormund, and then that's when they fuse him with the Grand Grimoire. Or oh, give yeah, him, and the general yeah. become, like, get, like, magic powers and stuff. Yeah. I love that you get to kill you kill majority of those generals throughout the game that you have to watch. So I have a question. Are either of you fan? Have either of you played Xenogears ever? No, no. There is one part where I started screaming at my Steam Deck where you end up. There's so the king has two of has an advisor and there's this random woman that's with him. And you fight you fight the guy while you're in mechs and he's able to hold his own against your mech. And I swear that's a fucking reference to Xenogears and Graf and Ming. Someone out there gets that reference, but that's what it felt like. I took a picture and I was like, it's Sato Gears reference. And like, yeah, my wife's just like, what? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> but you wouldn't get it. But I got so happy. I mean, it, it, it probably is, you know, it had to be the way that he fights you the way that because he holds his own against a mech and he shouldn't be able to. And he's also not a lot more to that guy, too. I forgot his name. The way uh, that guy. Gwen. Yeah, he's yeah, there's so much of that character. And that's kind of how Graf is in Xeno Gears, but I'm not gonna spoil that. So <laughs> not in this episode. Episode two hundred and ninety something will be Xeno Gears. Then I will spoil it. And just the game does such a like just the way everything goes and how you just because after act one you start act two is you building a base and then 
I know it comes to a point in the game starts tricking you that you think you beat it and you didn't beat it. And I remember Blake being upset. Just keeps going. Because <laughs> <laughs> you end up killing the generals. You killed a king at one point. And the game still doesn't end. I've killed the Pope. I've killed the king. Like, what is left at this point? The gods. The gods. Because I, I forget when it is, but it's n- later in the game, you find out that there's these gods that exist that are going to destroy, essentially Mass Effect style. They come every so many years and kill all civilization and start over. Yeah, so like they they had created the Grand Grimoire and then it was stolen from them. And so then every once in a while they wipe out humanity because uh, like, well, you think it's because they're just like douchebag gods, which they are. But it's also because like this supervillain, the Harbinger, lives in the Maelstrom and then the souls of like humans keep it locked up. So they have to wipe out humanity every so often so it doesn't get out. Yeah, it lost me when it when it got into the God stuff. I just didn't I I had trouble following everything. It's a lot. I remembered it and I enjoyed it while I was playing it. But I beat this game for a week and a half ago and I beat other game. I beat another game since then. I do not remember. I just know I really enjoyed it. But that sounds accurate to me. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm super nerdy about this story. So well, that's fine. the story was like I, I cool. tell you everything about it. Like, no, um, please do because then we give more conversation. <laughs> let's let's not skip the part two where Bathraz and Amalia have this thing called the curse. And when Bathraz meets Amalia, he's like, "Oh, you've been touched by this curse that you know, like I have also come into contact with." And then, um, you fight. Is it Mathai on the beach? And that's when you meet the masked man for the first time. Can't remember. That also felt like a Xenogears reference because in Xenogears you have a guy that you beat and he's like, I want the power. What are you willing to sacrifice for the power? And then you have to kill a super powerful enemy. So, yeah, <laughs> I, it's what absolutely. It's a Xenogears reference. Um, there were a lot of them in this game. There really were. So then that happens. And then. I love Bethraz and I love Bethraz as a character uh, because of the, his story and how you like you find out that these weapons he's using and he's like missing his limbs, but he has like metal on his body. And you find out that that's oh. his uh, dead son, which is just like <laughs> insane. It really is. And I was like, like, I don't know. I just I really like that character because his story is so it's different than like just a standard JRPG character. It's different than what you would expect. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, he gave up his limbs so that, you know, he could save his village because that's what the game kind of hints at. Like, they have really quick flashbacks, but then they show you and you're like, oh, no, it's so much more than that. Like, And when you find out Amalia did it to save her life because her the family was killing everybody? Yeah. And then I'm I'm pretty sure the game hints that she poisoned everybody else. Yeah, she did. But then because she the, was immune to poison. Well, it, it says that she was immune to poison because she had technically already died. And then that's like when she was like she made the pact to like because she wanted the magic to destroy her enemies, you know, like the concubine who had killed her. And then like the masked man gives her the power to heal. You know, it was like kind of like a cruel thing, like to where she can't kill anybody so she can only heal. So when she drinks the poison. Her body just heals itself. <laughs> but it also could have been her dad that poisoned everyone. I don't really say, but everybody's dead. Yeah. Because you see early on or kind of early on, there's like flashes of each 
like pass like the pass from each member and it flashes to her being the sole survivor of a poisoning which kind of implies it's her but i do i think that you end up finding out it wasn't her that they they never actually learned who did it and she just kind of she guesses that it was her father because he was like essentially heartbroken yeah i think yeah yeah i think that's right but it is it's fucked up and then when you find out that what she gave up is age so she's going to die soon she has a year or two left and she's only like 15 or so or 13 like she's still she's just a child yeah which i mean flash forward to the end of the game like Bathraz leaves because he's like i'm gonna go find a way to like stop this curse from killing like amalia specifically i mean it's so fucking dark it really is and then um so actor you're building up the base and uh you're like colluding with queen bran queen bran yes um and like she lets you use this aisle that's like kind of out of sight of you know the king the king because she's technically underneath king frederick <laughs> she's essentially committing treachery uh, treason yeah and then like after you build up you're going to like storm torment castle and steal the grand grimoire back and then um i think that's when every that's when you finally kill the king right or is that later that's later because i you don't even i think the king kills himself doesn't he yeah because he's realized how terrible he's been he's like i did it for a reason well he <laughs> yeah he says he did he did all this treacherous stuff so that Volandis would know peace because like you know he wanted all of the countries to hate him so that when he died they could like be like okay well nothing will be as bad as that guy <laughs> so <laughs> i mean he's not to, to quote the falcon meme he's out of his mind but he's right or however that meme goes that's uh, all i could think of <laughs> yeah i don't know that one i don't know that one felt like a quick oh uh, a quick like oh okay like i guess technically maybe that was what was going on but i mean it worked if you think about it it can yeah i mean we, we've seen it in real life where we've seen people unite against somebody i mean hell we once had somebody you know get you know lose their job and everybody started playing the indoor see indoor scene from star wars on their phones and dancing in the streets so hey it happens sometimes you just never know <laughs> to my reference okay <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't know that reference oh <laughs> uh, i'm not going to specify that but i did it <laughs> back in 2020 late 2020 i did that november to be exact so <laughs> but i'll leave it there i feel like the i don't remember a whole lot else of the story like where it all goes after that i just know that you end up getting to a point where you have to go kill god or kill a god i mean i can i can keep going i don't know sure, Blake, do you do. want to step in or anything <laughs> Well, it, I, I think it did do a, a, a good job of, of setting up kind of some red herrings, you know, but I, ultimately, I think to me, it, it tries to redeem too many of the characters. It turns out almost all the guys that you thought were bad either had good motives all throughout or like like with the king. You know, I mean, he obviously did terrible things, but it turns out it was those kind of the name of a band to like, you know, betray the world. Uh, gets gets revived as a ghost or something for some reason and gets his own redemption. So near the end, it just felt like it got very messy in trying to not only resolve all these plot points, but make them like satisfactory to the character when it could have probably simplified everything a bit. At least that's how I felt about it. Yeah, I I could I agree with most of it. I I really think the only one that doesn't like come off well is the king. Like even I even think like. Killian's redemption is kind of justified, I guess. 
I like Killian's redemption in in the very end of this game, where it ends up taking the godly power and turns into a monster that you then kill, and then he realizes, and then he helps you fight the god. I liked it. Just I don't know. It didn't land for me for some reason. That's fair. I didn't have really any complaints with this game at all. Like I, I love the story. I was so into it. Like every yeah. scene, I was like, I, I was excited to see where it was going to go next and how dark it gets. And I love war stories like this in an RPG. I want to, I want to know how you guys felt about uh, the flashbacks to their past selves, uh, <laughs> Len and Glenn, and then Glenn going like running off to tell Len, and he's like, "I'm Timothy," you know. Like, how did you guys feel about that whole uh, reveal, I guess? I like it, which turned out to be correct. He wasn't Timothy. Yeah, nope. that, like that's that's the reveal I'm talking about. Like, I, I think that reveal is I personally loved it. Like, I thought it was a really well done kind of flip of the script of a classic, you know, trope where it's like, oh, we knew each other in past lives and we were like fated to be together. It's and then it's like, yeah. And then it's like, nope, it's just some rich prick. <laughs> <laughs> But it also yeah. worked so, so well. It did. I, I think for me, I was far more invested in like those individuals because I, I think the characters themselves are extremely well written. And I was just so much more invested in their individual stories than I was the overarching plot. That's fair. I mean, I thought they had really good stories, too. So that helps. I, like I didn't stuff, find like, anybody story boring. Yeah, yeah, they had some really good, like all that, that. I agree that that the kind of that reincarnation tale and the kind of twist of it, and uh, like we've already talked about, Bothra's Rob, I think had a really compelling individual story, and even Sienna, really all of them. Right? That was to me the strongest parts of the narrative. Because with Sienna, you find out that she worked for the church, and then she could have found out that they were the ones that are raising the monsters and setting the monsters out throughout the world, other than killing people, and she left them. <laughs> That was good, too. Yeah, and left her wife in the process, too. Oh, yeah. I like they did that. I'm I'm glad that games do stuff like that now. And it's not like, you know, for shits and giggles type of thing. I said once I was like, had this came out in the 90s, it would have been. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't yeah, have paid exactly. off. And I think and that, there's a couple. So I think uh, it's either implied or outright stated that uh, Killian, I think, is is as a male lover and Sienna, obviously yep. homosexual. Yeah, yeah you, um, you see him in bed, which is also a scene from Xenogears, by the way. But... <laughs> There's a scene in Xenogears where you you have two people in bed together, and then the guy wakes up and goes outside because they have nightmares. Xenogears reference. I love Xenogears, by the way. In case you didn't know. Oh, I guess I, I do need to play. It's like kind of a hole in my uh, in my uh, portfolio. I got news for you. It's going to be on a certain podcast sometime next year in September. If you're interested and want an excuse to finally play it. Ooh. Is it is it easily? acquirable <laughs> depends on what you have if you have a steam deck yes if you have a ps3 and if the ps3 store is still up also yes it's on the but ps3 store it's on the ps store yeah back ps3 oh. wise it's well, probably the ps1 sign, classic it was sign me up okay i'll i'll play it it's a wonderful fucking game one of my if favorites of all time if i hate it i will just talk about chain decos again <laughs> do you like sky armor fight because i loved it <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be fine because this Xenogears is full of ge- mech fights where they call them gears. And from then on, like even in this game, I know they're called sky armors in my head and they're called gears. I will never not call that gears. Just like I'm sure people call mechs Gundams all the time. If you had Gundam being your thing that introduced you to that world. See, I, I won't lie. I was surprised by my own lizard brain when I first, like, like I said, when I first saw that trailer, cause I'm not a big mech guy. Like I don't like, 
watch mech media or anything like that, but like I was just drawn in immediately. One thing we haven't talked about the graphics in this game, and we I know we touched a little bit, are just so beautiful. The, the yes. drawings are just so good. Glenn's hair doing like a little flip flop thing when you run is really good. It is. I mean, everything was the, the boss designs, the enemy designs. This guy, one guy repeating himself less than AAA RPGs do that I have played. Comes with enemies, like, you know, drawings and stuff. Like, he didn't just reuse the same enemy. Oh, this this enemy's purple. Oh, you know, do that in yeah. this game, really. Like, yeah, there's not up. a lot of repeat bosses. No. No, I mean, that's, and that's not something you see a lot in games. I mean, normally, usually RPGs, especially sprite-based, are like, hey, let's take the same enemy and recolor him and change his name, and here you go, fight him again. I just want to know if he's okay because the creation of the vein, the gods, those are some of the coolest like designs for just like very. What's that? They're very creepy. Like they they do very unsettling. Yeah, they're like um. If you guys see like biblically accurate angels, they're like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. fair. Or like Neon Genesis. I've never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> I so like. As the story goes on, you find out that Gwen is the one who stole this, the Grand Grimoire from the gods like hundreds of years ago. And then he's just been like waiting until someone is like powerful enough to use it to kill the gods. Yeah, which I, I really like that. Yeah. And then the church, this, this is where I guess I get kind of murky. The church is like secretly trying to bring back the Harbinger because they're creating like they were creating flesh monsters uh, to store all of like these souls so that the uh, like layer, the maelstrom was weak. So the harbinger could come back. Hey, any game where the church is evil, sign me up <laughs> to me. That doesn't ring that far from real life at times. So not a <laughs> right. just trope at this point. I love yeah. the trope. I really do. I love the. I love when the churches are evil. I mean, Xenogears kind of does that too in a way. So like, I just really enjoy stuff like that. Breath of Fire 2, such a great example of that. Speaking I need of the series. to play that game. I really want to one day. Mike, just you have a podcast. Yeah, but are, you know how hard it is to work an RPG into a, into, I, into a yeah, week? Like, I figure, yeah. I, I, if you listen to the last two episodes before this, there was Enter the Matrix, there was Star Wars Force Unleashed 2, both short games, because I need to make room to give myself enough time to play this. That one's not a super long game, thankfully. Breath of Fire 2? Yeah, it's not super long. Okay, I, I, it's been on my list to play for probably over twenty years or more. Like, it's just more, yeah, I got to get to it someday. So, yeah, maybe way I'll. I'll what were we gonna say? It's way better than the the first Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire Two is thirty five and a half. Breath of Fire One is twenty eight hours. I played a little bit of One before. I don't need to. I don't know. I want to go back to that. It's pretty tough. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, but no, those are those games are always on my list of RPGs I need to play someday. Too many. Games. In- in Bravely Default 2, there's a chapter that has an evil church uh, that I really liked. I don't know. I just I like that trope because I'm not big into organized religion. Hmm? And I know a lot about like <laughs> about history and what organized religion has done to people. So I'm like, mm. well, that's a personal thing. But I just so I love that trope in games a lot. I mean, Xenogears has something with you. I forget the name of the group, but there's an or, there's some religion group that isn't what it appears to be. I found out yesterday too on the uh, the GG app on phones that there is all the screenshots on it are for uh, Chain Echoes are concept art or oh. like previous art because I was like what that art style is like way different. I love the art style in this. I the, the music is also really good in this game. Oh yeah, 
the the boss battle music is so good. The like final boss battle music is fantastic. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. But I played a lot of this game muted, by the way. So, oh. it's me. It wasn't against the game. It was. It I did enjoy it when it was on. Just me. That's how I play games. One little touch I really enjoyed is how it's the same merchant all the time following you throughout the game, and then he makes a reference to. It. He's like, "Hey, what can I say? You guys made me rich." <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. I, I love that little touch. I I love the touches when you go inside people's houses and talk. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? That was yeah. great too. I like when when you're Sienna and you're stealing. Like where you you uh, make that guy think his food is done so that you can sneak past him. <laughs> you put the laxatives in his food. Yeah. <laughs> or the couple that aren't married that they act like they're married, and then you find out the guy's not actually married to her. I think she was a, a, supposed to be like a woman of the night, a hooker or something. And then he joins the group and she does too. <laughs> like just little things. They were just great. There's that whole town you go to. You go to is Sienna. Like when you, the group is split up and people are just like, this town sucks. Everyone is mean. That's why I live here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, did you guys take the, I think you have to uh, actually, but do you take the guy's uh, food to him that his wife makes? She's did, yeah. like, yeah, she's just like, why are you even like, you're just going to do something for a stranger. And then you take it to him and he's like, oh, why'd you bring me my wife's slop? He's <laughs> like, I forgot it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one system we didn't talk about kind of related to that is there's basically a base building where you can recruit yes. people, NPCs to your town. Another another concept lifted straight from Breath of Fire 2. That's Breath of Fire 2 also? Oh, yeah. That's sh- almost. Damn it, you're selling me, Blake. I don't know if I want to play it, but damn it, you're selling me. Oh, I thought it. that would have I been know. a Suikoden thing. To me, it's a Suikoden yeah, thing, which is supposed to be actually supposed to be on Suikoden is supposed to be on this podcast multiple times. But I don't know when the damn remake is coming out. They don't they haven't given me a release date and I don't want to put it on until I know when it when the remake is coming out or the remaster. Those are great games, by the way, too. One and two. We'll never play. Those. Well, I can give you an excuse too once that remaster is on sale. So <laughs> if you need an excuse, the base building is. It's okay. I ultimately, like, when I was doing 100%, I, like, just started looking up guides on how to get people. Like, you can pay a fortune teller to tell you, like, she'll give you hints on where people are. Yeah. But I thought it was going to have, like, a bigger... I thought there was going to be a bigger impact on, like, the end. Yeah, yeah, it really doesn't pay off as well as I was hoping. Yeah. I mean, you you get cool town... You get a really cool-looking town at the end, which unlocks some side quests. It's how you get Micah and your team, too, is you have to have your town upgraded to a certain point. I just okay. enjoyed it. I mean, the people don't really do a whole lot. You get a fisherman that gives you stuff, which I thought was cool. Every hour, he, he fishes up different materials. So if you just happen to leave your game on, it, it works that way. Even if you pause your game, the timer counts. And even if you just like put your leave your put your Steam Deck off to the side, the timer keeps going. I got a lot of items that way. It was great. Okay. I, I enjoyed the base building. I, I always enjoy recruiting people in games like in Sukadin and stuff like this. It's just one of those things I really like doing. And then when you get near the end of the game, there is a secret boss, which I didn't bother with. But you have to get you have to then, I think, kill what, five or six secret bosses to unlock the final secret boss. And you get these tablets. Good Lord. I, didn't I got do that. one tablet. <laughs> yeah, I was just done. Yeah. And those secret bosses are hard. And then that, that guy is like even like harder. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, think... the red, I fought the Red Riding Hood. There was a Kraken. And I just gave up after that. I'm like, no, nope, yeah. I don't. If I can't I, beat one of them. I'm not gonna bother. I honestly couldn't even tell you the other four because it's been since January since I did that. Oh yeah, no. But I remember good. his. I, I remember his fight being like super tough to where like 
I died on it a few times, and then I just like he was the last like boss I needed before the platinum. So I just like bumped the difficulty down to like low, and then it was still like a very difficult fight to get through. I, that's the way you play games, by the way. You put it on low in the beginning, and then it makes it a lot more fun. Hey, there's some <laughs> challenge even on low difficulty in this game. It wasn't some oh for sure, oh. yeah. And I think that I I just honestly think that that is a merit of the combat system where like you you just can't like don't like you know don't play this if you're like not in the mood to like think about what you're doing in battles you know like yeah, it's, you... like you you really have to pay attention and like you know kind of be like okay I'm going to use this attack next and you know you don't have a choice you you can't yeah. and like when I play RPGs a lot of times I like to just not pay attention and just grind so i can just hit x and watch you die and i couldn't do that in this game which again i still enjoyed it i got i got used to it and it it grew on me yeah i did die a few times i had multiple boss fights where i would die and have to retry because either they just sometimes it would just be or even just regular enemy fights i would just have to retry because they would just attack the same person over and over again kill him i'm like well you just fucked me over in this point in the fight Sometimes I could revive him, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, I can't. You killed my healer, both of them. Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to start over. Um, I had a funny glitch both times uh, when I played this in the, in the final area at Nisa. Len died in a battle. And then uh, for, like, until I, I don't even know what, like, stopped it from happening. But, like, her body was in the death pose, but she was, like, holding her spear and then, like, when I was running around, she would just glide along the ground. And then in battle, she would, like, glide forward and attack enemies. I was like, that's, <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> like, that's fun. You should take a video of this. I did. Uh, I think I did, at least. I don't thought I'm I curious did. if you have it. That sounds cool. I like, I don't yeah. mind glitches in games when something like that, when weird shit like that just happens by accident. It's amusing to me. I mean, besides, like, I've, I've watched one speedrun of this game, but, like, honestly, there's, I don't remember a whole ton of glitches besides that one. Like, it's a pretty well put together game. I have had more glitches in Gotham Knights, which I've only played for about seven hours at this point, than I did in this game. I didn't have much in Chain Echoes. I mean, completely different games, but much bigger team on one of them. A lot more than one guy. Yeah. A lot bigger budget on one of them, too. <laughs> and probably only one of the two, and, and the ones with lower budget probably made a lot more money. <laughs> Gotham Knights, I don't think, did very well. No, it's an okay game. I am in love with it, my seven hours in so far. So we'll see how I feel in about 30, 40, but I'm loving it so far. That's another that's another podcast episode. <laughs> I enjoyed, like, later on, one of the townsfolk people that you get will tell you how many treasure chests are in an area. And if you got the, the hidden caves and stuff like that, and that was really useful to keep track of, like, what I was missing and where I was missing it. And I love that. So I went through it at the end of the game with the sky. Because with the sky armors, you can also use them on the map when you're in, when you're in a zone. And you can like hover and get to places you couldn't get to otherwise, which is so damn cool. I forgot I that the, that was. Oh, sorry. Go uh, ahead, Blake. I'm oh, sorry. I was just gonna say the reward board kind of does that too. You can check, you know, because there's a reward for finding all the treasures in each area. Yeah, but with that townsfolk, you literally can see in each in each zone what if you're missing an item or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and that I, makes I found it so much easier. He does. I, I forgot that went... that was tied to a townsfolk because, like, yep. I was watching some videos that you know that I had taken back in January and it had a little treasure chest icon. And I was like, man, I didn't, I was like, did he take that out of the game? <laughs> like I didn't see it in the options or anything. <laughs> like, uh, it, it made the game so much more fun for me when I got it. Cause I got it pretty early after you get your base. It was really damn useful. 
And one of the thing with the story to kind of double back what we're talking about, like when you're talking about like you have these past, like we hear about Timothy and Len and, and that whole thing where he finds out that he's a piece of shit and try to like essentially try to rape her almost. And he led to her getting killed and killed her like and then he's been on a redemption arc where he's just been having different lives to try to make up and find Len and fix what he did. Like, I love that idea. And you don't find that out. he doesn't find that out. and You don't find it out till near the end of the game. So good, though. Yeah. And yeah. I like I like that moment. Cause you like go inside Glenn's mind and like, that that's so when cool. you kind of find out that he's been trying to like redeem himself. And I like that moment where he comes back to the group and Len is like, Hey, just because you do like, you know, if you do a bad thing, just doing a good thing doesn't like, it doesn't cancel out. But like seeing that you like have really tried to change yourself shows me that you're, you are penitent about it. And I, I really like that line in it. Well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we make mistakes as people, but as long as we recognize the mistakes and try to do better and you can be a better person, you know, I mean, I, I always I make this comment a lot in the show in an episode I just recorded yesterday where when I was a teenager, I said shitty things to people I will not repeat ever again. And, you know, I learned. And when I met somebody I used to know that went and said the same shitty things that we said when we were younger, I was like, yeah, I'm good. So like, it's just, you know, you grow up, you should, you, you sh- if you don't grow up, there's something wrong. And I know people that don't grow up, but hey. <laughs> It was just so good. It, it's, you know, that everything with Glenn is so hard when you and you find out that Victor was the one that kept sending him back into the into the new lives. And, and, you know, every time he'd age, he would send him back again. So you keep meeting Len and like all that stuff was so good because Victor doesn't tell you he knows yeah. you until way late in the game. Like, yeah, I, I know who you are. And then you find out that all of the play, all the famous plays he wrote is just the lives that Glenn has lived since. Yeah. You know, it's just, just, uh, it's really good. felt this game had a good variety of maps, too. You have you have just so many different stuff. You have swamps, you have mountains, forests. It did a good job of touching on everything. Yeah. yeah. Like the flower fields, that was maybe my favorite area in the game. Oh, cool. yeah. I didn't really enjoy Nisa, the last city, because it's just so late in the game. So I was kind of irritated with it. But I didn't, I didn't, I got almost every chest in this game besides that area. Because I was just like, eh, I'm done. Well, once I got the full chain map. And had 120 chain. I got that really great reward of a literal statue in your town. Woohoo! That does nothing. I was kind of stopped caring as much. So, but I had to get that. I had to fill it out. I appreciate. Um, and I don't appreciate that. Right by the end of the game, right before you get to the final boss, you have to go in a, a different room and read a read a note in the table, or you can't unlock how to get the ultimate weapons in this game if you don't read that. Read a note on a table. I missed it until the guy told me, like, yeah, go back and go do that. Oh, really? I never. It's right before the last room, like literally right before the last room. Yep. Before you go down, you go through a doorway, go down some stairs and see the blacksmith for the last time. You have there's a there's a door to the left of that of the door you go through that has a note on a desk. And that's how you find the floating blacksmith that gives you the best weapons in the game. I miss that. That's why I use the Internet a lot. I would have missed it otherwise, for sure. Because throughout the game, you get rusty weapons and you also get what the other thing called. Nate, I forgot the name. Soul, some kind of soul. It's yeah, it's something uh, okay. like I and don't when you remember get, the name on it. <laughs> when you get those two, you can then use that to get the each character's ultimate weapon. I only did it for the ones I used. I could have did it for everyone and got the achievement, but I didn't care. And then now I care, but it's too late. So I'm not going back. But I had yeah, all my characters. I didn't get all the I didn't get all the best armor in the game. though. I didn't bother with that. Yeah, those the armor you have to do the deals. You have to find like all the junk and sell it. Oh, maybe, to, I might have had some of them because I, yeah. I did a lot of those. Yeah, I got all the I, I, I got everything <laughs> in the game. And then like 
I just skipped most of that in New Game Plus because I was like, well, I already have, you, you don't know, need to do it twice. like everything. Yeah. I also did the the other thing. Oh, and there's also like two really powerful mech frames you can get. Another Xenogear reference is they make a comment when you get like the super mech sky armor and it's like it was, you know, it's been like people can't mimic it. And it's like, you know, this old mech from, you know, years ago. That's a Xenogear reference, by the way. Because in Xenogears, they can't make these mechs, and these legendary mechs were made by a past generation. Okay. I really uh, there's really no references throughout the whole game. I'm sure I missed so many of them. Oh, yeah. No, and that's fine. But hey, guess what? In, in next year, in September, you get, to, you get to finally play that amazing game and have good luck. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, this game has a ton of Chained Echoes references. Like, Feel free. Mass. It'll be great. <laughs> Feel free. By the time we get to recording that, it will be like nine, ten months from now, so feel free. <laughs> we also forgot to mention that uh there's eight true kings and they're uh like they're basically kind of like Norse mythology gods or I guess like gods in, in every mythology but they do a lot of stuff for the world like it explains how the world is kind of made and built. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. And then uh when uh Killian takes the will of Gwen. He becomes like you find out that Gwen was the eighth true king because Madeline, who you go with to the city of Nyssa, is like, yeah, there's an eighth one, but like nobody really knows who or what that is. And then you uh, find out when you fight Killian, like the the text screen pops up and it's like, you know, the eighth true king, the manipulator. And it's like, oh, that was a cool moment for me. (laughs) Same. I, I, I missed really all like that. So, Blake, did you play this on the? You played this on Switch, or how did you play this? I forgot to ask that. I question. played this, yeah, on Game Pass on Xbox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nate, how did you play it? Uh, on PS4, I okay. almost bought it for Switch. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's this was game. great handheld, by the way. Yeah. Like I for like this was a great Steam Deck game. I played this a lot laying in bed, just playing it before I went to bed or went to sleep, and I loved it. And that helped. That helped the experience too. And a couple times I stayed up way too late, but hey, I had to beat the boss. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's, that's how I felt with the stories. Just like it pulls you along. Like mm-hmm. the, every like kind of breadcrumb they give you, you just want to be like, I, I need to know what happens next. You know, <laughs> like I couldn't stop playing. This was a game that grabbed me away. Games don't grab me often anymore where I just, all I want, I just wanted to play didn't want to stop i would stay up later than i should i would just i just couldn't stop myself like this is so much fun and i had to get through it partly podcasts i had to get through it but also i just was having i was having, I was having a blast and then we should talk about the very ending which we kind of been dodging <laughs> so after you killed the gods you end up someone has to be sacrificed so glenn sacrifices himself to let killian survive and then glenn gets reborn as a bird you think and well you, it's uh, there's there's a little more nuance to that. Yes. <laughs> Feel free. Like, I'm, I'm a little buzzed. So no, you're fine. Where like Killian is like he, he Killian sacrifices himself and then you're running out and then like Glenn has like Glenn becomes Gwen basically and can like use Gwen's powers and stuff. So you escape and then you're at a party for Amalia's birthday. And Glenn goes out onto the balcony to talk to like Glenn, and then that's when it's revealed that Glenn actually like let Killian live because oh, yeah. Glenn is just like I can't. He's like I've lived so many lives. I just want to come back as a bird, you know, because he had a pet bird as a child. I and like then, that though. It's a cardinal it, too. Yeah, it's a cardinal, and it's such it's 
I don't know. It's such a wholesome moment at the very end of the game where it's just like, you know, this bird shows up by Glenn and like, you know, Glenn is like, oh, what did you name the bird? And then Len goes, Glenn, because I know you're not like actually Glenn. And Killian's like, ah, dang, <laughs> you know, like you caught me. <laughs> oh, that was a good little scene. And you do, and it makes you wonder, was the bird actually Glenn? Right. Yeah. And then you get that uh, scene on the boat, on the airship, I mean, and uh, June uh, has been reincarnated or something. Yes. And then he's Killian sets the bird free and he's just like, goodbye, my best friend, you know? And I was like, oh, that's so that's touching. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Really good. There was something else I just wanted to mention. Oh, I can't think of it. So, yeah, it was really good. Really touching story. And it made me excited to see a sequel someday, which I don't think this I mean, I would enjoy, but I don't think that's going to happen or it doesn't need to happen. It lose a charm. Yeah, I, I don't know, though, because it kind of sets it up where like. Doesn't he sail away? They think, yeah, they because they think that Bethraz is going to, like, Bethraz is going to, like, stop the curse from killing Amalia. But, like, Bethraz gives the reason that he needs to rebuild the Order of Leonar to stop the Harbinger. And so that's kind of, like, what oh, gets yeah, hinted that-, that Killian is going to do as well, as he's going out to, like, explore the world and, like, you know, find a way to stop the Harbinger. Oh, there's also genocide at one point in this game. When you go to a bird town and you find the birds are... Oh, helping yeah. out the church, and when they find out that they've been betrayed, essentially, and that what they're doing is evil, they they all commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was a little deep. I was like, okay, did not expect this in my you know friendly RPG. There's so much that happens in this game. <laughs> There's some deep dark shit in this game. Yeah, but it's so good. I just gotta say, I'm so glad Nate that you convinced me to do this because I wasn't gonna do this. By the way. I just had no interest because I'm like, why well, have other RPGs I want to play? Like Breath of the Fire 2 that I've been meaning to play for 20 years. But I am glad <laughs> that I finally played this. I know finally, even though it's only been a year. But like, I'm so glad that you talked me into it. I'm glad too, because like this, it's one of my favorite games that I've ever played. Like, it's so good. It's going to be there for me too. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we go into questions, comments, or memories? No, okay. not for me. All right. I know I got a few. Let me see here. Always good to be prepared. <laughs> from the I watched the entire Overload Super replay. Let's see. Yeah, from Andrew Burns. I'm playing through it now, chipping away in at about four hours per week. It is phenomenal. The storytelling may not reach the heights of my favorites in the genre about 30 hours in, but wow, that cast of characters and those combat mechanics are just phenomenal. All right. From Stephen McNeely. I am right near the end of this game and I quit playing for some reason. I need to get back to it because I really enjoy the amount of time I put into it. It's hard when you stop. That's why I don't stop. <laughs> I try not to because I know if I quit, I won't go back. From Ken Proctor, I need to get back to this one of these one of these days, but I love the weirdness and some of the references. From Zach Harris, hell yeah, Chained Echoes was outstanding in my opinion. I never even heard about it until last December, then saw it getting huge praise. Picked it up around Christmas and finished it in January. Couldn't put it down. The way they reward exploration is satisfying. From Ad- Adam Michael Levine, why does the Pope look like a black mage from FF? <laughs> uh from Nick Ludeman, this is one I need to go back to. Early this year, I played for around 30 hours, but eventually grew bored and frustrated with the combat, so I put it down. I remember some interesting story beats with Betrayal, but the overall plot was never enough to keep me hooked. You're missing out, man. And from Jack Kearney, I need to give this one a shot. Yes, yes, you do. I was skeptical, too, and, and yeah, it's freaking great. And from the official Laser Time community, uh, from John Silverman, is absolutely incredible. I devoured it. Right. And from the RPG Collective, these are, I won't be able to read all of these. I got a fuck ton, but I will definitely read some. Uh, from Gene Mendez, 
I really loved this game so much. Enjoyed even finishing the board. Secret bosses, buying all ships, etc. I love the reincarnation subject. It's amazing how they use this to help a person find his peace for forgiveness. A very powerful message. From Ali Namir, I enjoyed it. It was pure fun. From Daniel Smith, 9 out of 10 game would be 10-10 without the mech stuff. Really didn't like the mech part. <laughs> it, it grew on me. From This is here. I got two from this guy. I'm going to read both. From Jim Dowell, absolutely love this game. Isn't it in the very beginning credit roll when it just cuts to black super dramatically? Freaking love that. So cool. And then he also asked, have you played Sea of Stars, Arafel, or Rise of the Third Power? Have either of you heard of Rise of the Third Power? No. No. It's I have it in my in, in my Steam library. I bought it randomly because it, it's a turn based RPG that I think takes place like around World War One or so or something of that nature. It looks really cool. And I, I, I it's like a fantasy game, but set in like our area. It's a retro theme console style role playing game loosely based on the political climate of Europe in the late 1930s. What's I it love called? stuff like that. Rise of the Third Power. Rise of the, Okay, I'm going to Google this and see what... Uh, is it only on PC? I don't know. I just have it on PC. Okay. So, But yeah, I just wanted I wanted to mention that since that guy mentioned... And I asked him too in my comments, like, is it good? He's like, it's great. I'm like, okay. And Sea of Stars, I got to play at some point. But uh, maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah, I'm interested in Sea of Stars. Uh, but... I don't I don't know if it'll hit the same highs that Chained Echoes does for me. I mean, I'll pick it up. It hasn't been on sale yet that I've seen on Steam. Yeah, so, no, it's I'm waiting for a sale on it, too. I'm not paying thirty five, but again, I'm cheap. But no, Sea of Stars looks great, but I, maybe next year I'll get to it. I like to I don't like to get to a game too quick because it just the last time I did that was Breath of the Wild. And I got so fucking burned out on that game for I me. Mean, yeah, just did not work for me. But all right, and I got a few more from this group. From Zarin Morpheus, is it voiced? Not really. I mean, a couple of times, but not really. Is it? I don't think so. Nate, there's no voices, right? No, Nate, there's no it. voices. Okay. You can give them silly voices with your own voice, though. <laughs> Just start yeah, reading all the time. Pro gamer moves. <laughs> from Sally Arlet, it's not for me, but so many love it. I tried it, but for me, battles just drag too long. I enjoy story and characters over gameplay, so I gave it a good try, but just not for me at all. Glad you're loving it. So many JRPGs of all types to enjoy is awesome. We have so many choices. It, it is. <laughs> Here we go. From J- well, from Robbie Keane, it's really good. I hope to make a sequel. And from Jimmy Grenar, the main game is basically how the main per- protagonist is a clumsy clone of Colonel that messes up so bad it makes for a great story. The scene with the Grimoire, I facepalm so hard, but damn, did that got things escalating quickly. I absolutely love this game. I love how you don't need to grind or go menuing after a fight for heals and revive. Even though you got your ass kicked by weakling because you fought so bad, the OD meter just got the best of you. It makes every fight dangerous if you fight recklessly. Some bosses really dig the fact in our stubborn, nah, I know how to play RPG's brain of ours. Oh, here's, and he said, this game alongside CrossCode are some of the best and most interesting indie games I played. Never played uh, CrossCode. So fun. I think I own it on Steam. Because it's, I, I love so I much. I can. That's the one that is like. It's, I have it on Steam. Is that the one that is like has some MMO stuff in it too? It's so not exactly, but the the, the plot of the game revolves around a giant MMO. Okay, so I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a spoiler. Sorry if that is. No, no, no that's the whole premise of the game. Okay, like everyone in the world plays this just huge MMO, but there's no actual MMO you know functionality to the game itself. Oh, man, I need okay. to play it. I bought it a while ago, and I've been curious, but 
strong uh, like Lufia vibes. Especially, it's it's almost as much of a puzzle game as it is an RPG. Okay, you mentioned Lufia. It reminds me, I should really play that someday. Ooh, Lufia Two is a classic of the genre. Highly recommend. Don't know why I've never played it, but I never have. It's one of my all-time favorite games. Period, for sure. Yeah, one day. I don't know how I, I played parts of it, but I never finished it. It's really good. A really good story. All right, and last one from this group from Grant Beach. Love this game so so damn much. I agree with with what someone else up there said. Definitely give Sea of Stars a shot. Yeah, someday. Uh, from RPG Sanctuary. From Brandon Hansen. Love the Sky Armor. All around good game. From Fran Ruff. I loved it as well. Okay. From Julio Alessandre. I like this game. I'm on the third act, but I would love it more if it wasn't for the Sky Armor mechanic. I don't understand the need for that mechanic. It makes me play it for only an hour max because of how clunky it is. The duality of man. <laughs> from Hugo Liberté. Yeah, Exploration was very fun. Awesome games. From Gabriel Wynn. Is Chained Echoes equivalent to Sea of Stars and never played both? Which one should I begin with? I don't know. But play Chained Echoes. <laughs> and let's see. Oh, I have to read this one. <laughs> from Jeremy Arthur, longtime fan of the podca- podcast. Thank you for your great work. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, from Chain Echoes was my game of the year in 2022 and one of the best RPGs I have played in the last decade. The combat system was a perfect evolution of turn-based mechanics. The narrative and character interactions kept my interest throughout. It should also be said that the soundtrack is one of the most underrated elements of this game. Truly amazing work by a previously unknown composer. Looking forward to the arrival of my physical collector's edition from First Press Games. Okay. I hope that gets I hope that collector's edition gets to him because I was going to order a physical version. But then I heard like some not so good things about first press games. So I was like, eh. yeah, I, I don't know anything about them. I just I don't buy anything game wise physical anymore. And it, it's so weird to me how I'm I'm 100 percent digital now or 95 percent digital. It's really weird. I don't get it. I don't know how I happened that way. I used to love collecting. Neither time, that's neither here nor there. Uh, from Tremaine Johnson, the man who made the game already have plans for more future games. Since the game was critically successful and was well-reviewed, more information on it will be revealed soon as it rumored to be mentioned at the yearly Game Awards. Isn't that coming up soon? Is that what time we're recording this? Uh, yeah, next month. Nominations okay. are tomorrow. I never watched those, really, unless... Yeah, well, I did watch them last year because Marvel Snap had a thing where if you watch the Game Awards, you got a special card variant. Maybe not last year. At some point, you did for something, some some award show that Marvel Snap was in. I think that was it was it was something that Jeff Keighley hosted. (laughs) Yeah, I just know I got a Spider-Man variant for it and people were upset because they missed it. That's all I know. And from Hannah Grins, I'm really happy I took a chance on Chain Echoes because it was definitely a game I needed to play amidst the lull of nothing that was out. I think my only issue that I had was that I was wait, I was more attached to the secondary main characters than I was the first two, which made their story interaction tedious and just a chore to read through. That's just because they had great supporting characters. You know, that's not... I think that's fair if you're just not into it as much, but still, you know, have the other characters. All right, and let's see. From Alu Vasquez, I felt the same until I got the mechs. Since that moment, it looks like a game quality fell down. <laughs> People really hate the mechs. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I did at first until I understood them, then I loved them. By the way, fun tip for Xenogears in, in nine months from now, make sure you buy upgrades for your, for your gear, because if you don't, good fucking luck. So every time you can upgrade everything or you will regret it again. There'll be more hints when we get there, but that's something you know about that game uh, from Cody Parker. Here's a good one. This game was a 10, 10 for me until that awful ending, which made the whole game a six ten at most. What? I love the ending, but I mean, also it's, you can't let you, you enjoy the game. You enjoy the game. Like you shouldn't let the ending upset you. Heck, I didn't love the ending, but it certainly didn't like retroactively 
make the game bad or, or anything like that to me. You make the story not as good, but the game itself is still great. But eh, it's your own. All right, from Patrick Tech. I don't even know from Patrick. I was so enthralled by it, I would play it till 6 a.m. I had just had so much fun. I like all the characters, had some development. Granted, some had more than others, but he took the time to make them all compelling and cool. <laughs> from Carlos Sato, I'm currently playing it after I heard it was kind of a love letter to Xenogears, which I can see with the Sky Armors and some parts of the story. I'm 25 hours in, and I can say that I like the exploration and characters. The battle system is a mixed bag. The fact that I need to manage the green and red bar is a nuisance and mess with my strategy. Also, I feel there are several difficulty spikes in which I feel my characters are at level and the next monster battle will destroy me, but still I want to finish it. It's more of the game, just you're not playing right. That's what it is. But uh, from Leonardo C, amazing game. Developers made a game that that good with only breadcrumbs for budget. From Jordan Moss, we're checking out in Game Pass for those that have it. I have so many in here. <laughs> Here's one. I, I think it's from Jeremy Arthur. Just finished listening to the 10 Domain podcast. Great episode. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on Chain Echoes. I have been trying to get Trey to try it for a while. Looking forward to the length of your discussion on your podcast in the coming weeks. I have to read stuff that people shout out to me like that. Uh, and then I was on Nintendo Domain, which already came out by the time you're hearing this and talked a little bit about it, but not too in-depth. Uh, and last group, I'm going to read from RPG Lovers Worldwide Unite from Kyle Smith. I was about to have the same take as the previous guy. I loved the game, but when I got the robots, it lost its charm. I put it down after the met. From Dan Faulkner, huge respect for you for referring to the 16, 16-bit era as the 16-bit era and not the SNES era. Every time I reach SNES era, I'm like, so Lunar, Fantasy Star, Langerster, Landstalker, etc. didn't exist. <laughs> I like that, though. From Marshall Blast, if you like retro games, give a look to My Variants Wraith on Steam. Maybe you can like it. I have no idea what that is. Nope. Never heard, never of, heard it. of it. But you know what, guy? I will click it right now while we are on the air. And it's a action-adventure indie game. Looks okay. I don't know. But all right. It's a game on Steam. That's for sure. From Jason Rose, it's fine. The writing desperately needs an editor, and there's too many twists for the narrative's own good. I enjoyed it. Competent game, but nothing overtly special. And last one I'm going to read from Quentin PH. I hate the world map after Act 1. I had to give it up on it. I enjoyed all of Act 1 and wish it started, start, stayed that way. I just like the robot fights part. Man, I can't get wrong. People hate the map. I, I was it. a fan of Sky Armors. I know, Blake, you weren't a big fan of the Sky Armors, right? No, I, I just didn't click with me. That's fair. I mean, it, I didn't like it at first until later on in the game. I enjoyed it more, but I was, I still, just because I was also, I had, I had a system down that worked perfectly where I would, Switch certain people to gear two, leave certain people in gear one. Like I had a whole system down to how I did the life fights and it worked and I loved it, but I completely get it. Yeah. It's also satisfying sometimes to use your mech on weaker enemies, like on foot enemies. Like, <laughs> You're just doing like 21,000 damage. Oh God. When, <laughs> you have no idea how good it felt to go back to the area with the owls that kicked my ass in the swamp and just murder them with the mech. So I'm like, <laughs> ah, this feels good. Yeah. I, fucking owls see i would like to ask all those people did you try that with the mech <laughs> i just got news for you if you didn't like the mech in this wait till your mechs have fuel you have to worry about <laughs> Lino gears runs on fuel by the way oh no that sounds like a hideo kojima thing he would do yeah, so you have to be wary about your fuel. Hey, Xenogears is great, though, okay? I, when we get to that in the Facebook chat, you'll have me and another guy who played the game a whole bunch when we were younger who can tell you everything there is you need to know. But ooh, it's a great game. All right, and before we go on to Shelf Stacker Box, I want to give away a code because I have codes and I need to get rid of them. So we are going to give away... Let's see, Hero of the Kingdom 3. This is a Steam code. The code is 8IVPE... 3B 
K-G-C-W-O-B-N-C. This is O or a zero. I can't tell. I think it might be a zero. But so try either one. But that is the code for Hero the Kingdom 3. I have no idea what that is. But whoever someone out there, you're welcome. All right. And let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And what about you, Blake? Put this one firmly on the stack. I Okay. I it's and probably closer to um the shelf. It's a it's a really good game. Like I said, I didn't I didn't click with some elements, I think, like some other people did, but I certainly see the appeal of all of them and uh so much of this game really works uh, as intended or better and the fact that it was essentially developed by one guy is just crazy impressive uh-huh. all right and what about you nate oh this is going on the shelf i'm gonna have to reevaluate like my top 10 games of all time to find out where definitively where it ranks but this is just and all the hyperbole, instant classic you know like if you're a fan of jrpgs you should play this game it's amazing all right, and I'll go last. I'm also going to put this on the shelf. I, I love this game, and I, I owe it to you, Nate. Like, I'm so happy that you asked me to do it because I wouldn't have done it otherwise. And, you know, you, you you got me to play a game that I will, one, I played a game from last year, and all that's really weird to say. And, you know, I'm going to be referencing this to people all the time. I'm, I freaking told my friend, like, you need to play this. I'm going to be telling everyone, like, play Chain Echoes. It's amazing. So and that I'm so happy that I got to experience this game. I'm glad because at the beginning of the year, I felt like, one of those crazy the end is near guys like holding up cardboard like play Jane Echoes. <laughs> like it's so good. <laughs> and everyone is like, yeah, okay. Oh, once Sea of Stars came out, everybody's like, oh fuck Chain Echoes, we gotta see the stars. I know. I I really hope that Chain Echoes gets some love at uh, the game awards, cause did not at the golden joystick, which I didn't even know was a thing, but looking at all the wins, I was like, oh, not even a mention. <laughs> It deserves it. I think it's also hard for the community to want to recognize one person. It's hard for the video game community. Like the people that are like the ones in charge of it and stuff like that. They don't want to recognize because this one guy made a better product than triple A title. Completely different type game, but still like he made a really good product when triple A titles can't or just game developers can't sometimes in general. I mean, looking at UEA, who took the FIFA game and re-released the same game over and over again and said, hey, look, here's $60, please. So, you know, one guy. Give him fucking credit. <laughs> All right, I should introduce what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, you can hear me talk about Fire Emblem Warrior. The first Fire Emblem game ever on this podcast is a Warriors game. So, yeah, that's next week's episode. And Nate, where can people find you at? Hey, you can find me on TikTok at NateDoesComedy79. I do stand-up comedy, and whenever I'm lucky enough to have it recorded, I post some clips there. And Blake, did you have anything to plug? I don't. You can find me uh, in my bed here in about half an hour. So that's where I'll be. <laughs> All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 550 other episodes of this podcast. You can find everything we do on Podbean. We do movies, comics, TV shows, whatever people convince me or I convince people to talk about. So go check out all our all our work that we do. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for Little Star. You can vote in our Patreon poll. We have one every month. It's different movies you can pick that will then end up on the show. Uh, we do have a Discord. If you want to join that, please chat with us. I'm always looking for more people to join us. So you'll see a link to the Discord in the show notes. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has For You. You can follow her on TikTok. You will see a link to all her Linktree stuff. So she's TikTok famous. She's now Twitch streaming. So check her out. Support her. Uh, wonderful, wonderful person. I also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker at Home Podcast. The gamer looks at 40 like two years ago. But uh, he's, been on, he's on the show quite often. So 
Uh, ch- check him out too. Really good podcast. And want to give a shout out to Nomads of Fantasy, another podcast that been on the, they've been on the show a few times. I worked with them, so definitely check them out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, and YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube if you like to get your podcast that way. And people do. Not a lot, but people do. that I Because somebody downloads episodes every, every week. So there's that. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.